0: Hey, friends, today on the podcast, you will absolutely love this. Chad Ayers is stopping by. He's the owner of Allendale True Value. Uh, He and I are going to jam a little bit because I worked in hardware when I was in high school and absolutely loved it. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the hardware space and ways in which the MRA, the Michigan Retailers Association, can help businesses like Chad navigate through things like we just went through. I said, my guest today, Chad Ayers from Allendale, True Value. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I am awesome and super excited to talk to you. I know you and I don't know each other very well, but one of my fondest memories is the five years I spent working at a local hardware store back home in Chicago. So um, I am very familiar with the space that you operate in and, and love it very dearly. So I, I'm excited to spend a couple of minutes hanging out and talking with you. So, Chad, you've been in the True Value universe for a minute. Um, you know, wh- what has the last 18 months been like for you as a business, right? Because you've got a lot of historic data of what other ebbs and flows might have looked like. Um, you know, we only need to go back to 2008. And maybe that was a, an ebb, if you will. How, you know, what has this last 18 months been like you as a business owner?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, leading up to, to the 18 months, it was pretty steady Eddie, right? Like uh, doing business as usual and and we're seeing steady growth. Um, we're truly blessed in our community to see the growth and, uh, and watch the community grow. And then the pandemic hit and uh, our industry as a whole um, saw some massive increases. Um, you know, we were up um, as a business, about 25% um, over the years prior um, and, and did things that, in all honesty, I would have never dreamed we could do. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was amazing that, uh, that it happened. Um, it took, and we, we said this numerous times to our team, it took every person to give everything they had to get through what we did last year. Um, and you know, that, that consisted of a lot of things, hours change, uh, how we did business, uh, what we sold, uh, when we sold it, how we got it to people. There was a lot of things that changed for us last year.
0: Like I said, as somebody who has been an owner of a business for a while, maybe like high level, how do you keep a team together going through something like that? Because while you guys are experiencing a high, that is uh, a stressor in a different degree than, let's say, a business that was suffering mightily during COVID. But there are some lessons in leadership in both ends of that spectrum. And I'm wondering, you know, when you've got the team that's at full tilt all of the time, you know, how do you keep them motivated? How do you keep them happy to come back into work? Those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, we, we're super proud of our culture. Um, we have been forever. And I think last year just brought us together even closer. Uh, we, we, we have always looked at our, our culture and our teams as family. And uh, we do things way beyond, um, you know, schedule hours and write paychecks. <laughs> uh, we, we walk with people. Uh, we get close relationally with people to, to try to help navigate life. Uh, let's face it, we're, we're not meant to do life on our own. And, and so we, we like to say that, you know, with our team and our culture, um, living like a family, that, that we always have each other's backs. So, you know, in, in, in last year, when I say that, it took us all to get through it if somebody was down somebody was there to be there for them um whether that be they were sick whether that be they were overwhelmed whether that that be they were behind um everybody stepped where they had to and showed exactly what what we exemplify as a as a culture um times a million last year right like it was just it was so beautiful to see and and it didn't just it didn't just happen with our team you know it happened as a community for Allendale, which was really cool to see.
0: And and Chad, I want to spend a minute here talking about community, because as I said, some of my former years were spent in a hardware store, you know, and, and not to date myself, but I am still very close with a fair amount of the people that I worked with in that store going on, going on three decades, right? So there is, there is some power in these community stores that are connected to the places that, like you said, it's not just the people in the building, it's how it radiates out. And you guys, Allendale True Value is an exemplar of how it radiates out. One example I will give people if they're not too familiar, uh, you know, you ha- were a part of a wedding a week and a half ago, right? Like, and and that's, and you, you're smiling because, the the insanity of that statement is a testament to the culture that you're talking about and the connection with the community can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the other highlights of what you guys have done in allendale to connect with everybody in and around that space
1: yeah so ironically that that photo that you're speaking to was was some of our staff and that was actually it was their anniversary their one year anniversary so um it was about a year ago that they they took that photo in front of the store and and the cool piece of that was one of the, 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 the gal in that picture came from another hardware store on the east side of the state. We had the guy working for us as a manager in the store. They met at our store, and uh, they still both work there. So they're two of our managers. Uh, they got married. A lot of our team was, um, was there at the wedding and in the wedding. And they made the choice that, you know, hey, we would love one of our wedding pictures to be right in front of the store. Um, because they know like that's that's where things evolved for them and uh, it's where they that's what they call home today Uh, again they're part of that family and they feel comfortable with that so so that was pretty cool Um, you know some of the other community things we've done I'm going to speak to one of the biggest things that that we've watched evolve and that was with last year Um, we decided that with the restaurants really struggling last year that we were going to take a moment because we were being so blessed as a, as a business and as an industry that, you know, how can we help? And it wasn't a matter of maybe 45 to 60 minutes of conversation amongst our team that they were like, let's buy gift certificates. So we decided, hey, let's, let's do a fundraiser to, to raise $2,500 worth of support from the community, whether that be local business or, or potentially outside of that. Um, and then we will match it in, in, with an additional $2,500 and uh, we'll buy some gift certificates from these local restaurants and do lunch. Within a matter of three days, we raised over, over $8,500 wow. and, um, and, and didn't even go outside of the businesses in town. So all we simply did was reached out through uh, our, email, our email list of contractors and or uh, businesses that we do business with every day and said, look, this is something we're doing. Would you support it? And, and non-publicly, uh, we got that 8500 hours worth of support. Uh, we went to several of the restaurants in town and we bought gift certificates. Um, so they were blessed by it, came out of nowhere. Um, it was at a time where they were unsure of what was happening, what was coming, and greatly appreciated it, appreciated it. And then our team went further and said, well, what are we gonna do with the gift certificates? And we turned around and blessed the people in our community with needs. So it was a double blessing or triple blessing if you want to, because it was sure. really cool to see our team our, our team uh, surround it. But, you know, that was a really cool highlight. And, and again, to watch our, our community come together and, and, and just the business side of our communities. We all know, and I just told uh, in another interview yesterday with our local chamber, I just told them yesterday, like we are 100% on board with, we don't exist without our community, period. You don't need me. You don't need our store. You don't need our team. You don't need my partner. Like we're all out if we don't have the community. So we know that which leads us to how can we support? How can we help? Where can we engage? What things can we help, you know, financially support or physically support? That's who we are.
0: Let's kind of get back to the business side for a half second. And, you know, you you talked about being blessed over COVID because lots of people were at home. And, you know, as I've been doing a bunch of interviews, you know, the way I frame it is that you probably had one of two feelings. You spent more time in your home, so you fell in love with that space and wanted to upgrade it, or it felt like a prison and you needed to fix it, right? And so they you we we go to Allendale True Value and we start doing that stuff. And so I'm wondering here we are towards the end of twenty twenty one, are you still seeing that influx of people who sort of fell in love with the DIY space and are coming in and, and taking on maybe larger projects or adding to the projects that they've done. And, and this time of year, you know, maybe what should people be thinking about as they're wrapping up, you know, outside of the seasonal holidays, you know, their home and their, their yard, what should they be thinking about right now?
1: Yeah. So the answer to the first question, absolutely. The industry is still up now. We, we happen to be up a little bit over last year, collectively, there is not as many people coming in the store. Um, But I think that leads to, to the transaction piece just leads to the simple unsurety of, you know, last year, I didn't know if the store was going to be open tomorrow. So there was panic and and chaos. And and then there was a moment uh, last April when I had to stand at our front door and actually tell customers we couldn't take them in the store anymore because they were there assuming we could no longer sell paint the next day, Um, which was not the case. We were there to sell paint the next day. There was just some miscommunications there. So um, as, a, as a whole, I personally think, especially with the growth we saw in outdoor living, I think people fell in love with the idea of being homebodies, being with each other, being more rooted, being more family-oriented, being, being more neighborly. I think people fell in love with that last year, and we're still seeing that this year. And honestly, you know, we're, we're starting to buy now for 2022 and hoping like heck we get product. <laughs>
0: um, yes right
1: yeah. and and the way we're buying is the assumption that we're still going to see growth in these categories of 30 and 40 percent so it's exciting because you know i personally lived it out i love we redid our backyard um last year uh we love the space we created we do have friends and family over quite frequently we're, we, we love it you know we're avid grillers so you know of course we sell grills so we got to test them out and um, and, and so I love that space personally. I think, I think a lot of other people fell in love there too.
0: Chad, you got a favorite grill? What's what's the one you're, you're digging right now?
1: Well, we've been selling the, the Weber's for years, but I recently, we just got into the Blackstones. Yep. and the, the flat irons or the riddles. And I, I have had mine for about six weeks. I've cooked on it about 20, 25 times already. My uh,
0: my, my wife continually asks me to go get one of those things. So that, I'm sure that's in my future. So I might yeah. be coming to visit you here uh, yes. in the next week or so. So obviously, we're talking about the Michigan Retailers Association. They are the ones that put you and I together to do this interview. You are a board member. You know, you've been a board member for, I believe, a little bit, you know, five, six years. So obviously, you've seen some change, but nothing quite like this. Can you maybe frame up... Um, you, maybe put both hats on, like frame up what it's been like to be a board member and help other entities navigate through these waters for the last 18 months and maybe reflect a little bit on what being a part of the MRA has done to help you and your team navigate through this.
1: Sure. Um, I'm going to probably wear the hat of, of being someone who is using the MRA more. Um, we, we try and, and have tried, uh, myself and Andrew Gemin from Gemins Hardware, we represent the hardware channel of MRA. And um, him and I leaned on each other, gosh, in some cases almost daily last year to try to get through this. How are we doing business? What hours are we going to do? How's your staff? What are you, what are you doing with this? And, um, and 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 because him and I, we have stores close to each other, we also looked to MRA quite heavily. And um, you know, having a resource like MRA, even though we're a part of a, a, a corporate wholesaler, you sure. know, we could pick up the phone and call corporate headquarters in Chicago. But they would, you know, they were very apprehensive in saying, "Well, this is what you should do because it's all state-driven, right?" Right. Yeah. So, so we leaned on MRA significantly for, you know, where are we at with policies and procedures and 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 laws and legalities and and or not? Like there was so much gray area last year um, that that it was really tough to navigate business, and and they did a really good job, I think, with with even the unsurety on their end of what was truly happening in a lot of cases um, or the lack of clarity around um, uh, laws or representations of laws, they did a really good job suggesting best practices. These are the things you should do. You know, let's let's hypothetically say this thing reads this way. We recommend handling it this way to stay, you know, compliant or out of trouble or whatever that looks like. Sure. So they were super helpful there. They were also helpful in, you know, in in, uh, navigation around, you know, PPP and uh, different uh, potential small business loans for for some of our members that made sense and they helped navigate some of that, which was extremely helpful.
0: Here we are 18 months later. It's a good thing all that uncertainty is gone. Right, Chad? All right, my friend, you uh you have been super kind. I won't keep you for much longer. But for those of you who are watching the video version of this, uh, they might notice two things in your background. So I see the Stratocaster. I don't know what the acoustic is on the other side, but um, do you uh do you have a favorite guitar that you like?
1: You know, it all comes in season. Um, my, my dad. I grew up with both my parents being musicians, and my dad grew up on Les Pauls and Gibsons and Taylors and. Um, I haven't been fortunate enough to, uh, to own any of those at this point. But, um, you know, when you, when you get into a season of jam sessions, uh, it all depends, right? Like, yes. what am I into these days? What am I comfortable with? So I'll go on a run of playing an acoustic guitar for a few months. And then all of a sudden I don't touch it for three months and I play the electric for a while. So, um, it all depends. It all depends on what you're feeling. And sometimes you pick up both, but very rarely do you, uh, do you pick up both at least for me, so.
0: Sure. Uh, maybe one day when you and I grab a beer, I can tell you the story of when I was in college and bought a Paul Reed Smith when I couldn't play guitar and then <laughs> sold it and then sold it to buy an entire drum kit because that's how expensive those guitars are. Um, all right, my friend, if uh, if people want to reach out and kind of connect with Allendale True Hardware or True Value, what is uh, what's the best way to do that? Is it the website or is it the Facebook? They're both super active. So I'm wondering if people want to reach out, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, our social media is probably the easiest. Um, we have we have a manager that takes care of that for us, and if they have any questions or anything, we can help with by all means. Send it. Um, you can. There is a contact piece on our website, uh, which we are uh, aggressively um, changing with, with everything we learned last year. Uh, we've implemented a whole new website to to offer better e-commerce experience. You know, buy online, pick up in store, ship to home, deliver uh, delivery. Um, so we're amping up the website side quite heavily, the e-commerce side. Um, so either one is fine, but social media tends to be the quickest way to get, get
0: us. Chad Ayers, Allendale, True Value. My friend, it has been an absolute blast to have some time to hang out with you. I know, uh, we, you and I, as you're, we're talking is on a Friday, Saturdays tend to be pretty busy. So I'm going to let you go and get ready for tomorrow and we will talk to you soon.
1: That sounds great. Thanks so much. It was great to see you.